So this morning, we are doing something a little bit different, as you can already tell. And Lauren Dockery, who's our director of Children's Youth Ministries, and I will be giving a sermon in dialogue, which is really modeling for all of us what it is to have spiritual conversation and what it is to engage with God's word with each other, which is essentially what we do every week together. Um, and so I will just set the scene for us of the parable that we just heard from the Gospel of Luke. This is a story that we only hear in this Gospel. And unlike a lot of other of Jesus's teachings, he tells us at the very beginning what it is we're supposed to get out of it. Often we have to sort of wonder what Jesus meant, and often we long for him to tell us the point before he begins, and here he does. And he says, this is a story about praying always and not losing heart. And then he goes on to tell the story that has two biblical stock characters, if you will, a judge who has no respect for people and no respect for God, uh, and then a widow who's another stock character of scripture, often representing powerlessness and vulnerability. Uh, and these two characters come into uh, relationship with one another and ending then with that, the um, repetition of praying always and don't lose heart being the point. So we're going to start today with the prayer piece, which is where Jesus begins. So Lauren, I wonder if you can share what, what that brings up for you, especially around the topic of prayer. I wonder if we can sit close and share. <laughs> um, well, I mean, I think, first of all, it sounds very clear that Jesus's message is, <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, all right, that's good, uh, that Jesus's message is that the squeaky wheel gets the grease here, right? Like, um, the person coming, the widow coming back over and over again gets what she wants because she continues to ask for it, she continues to pray, and that's interesting to me because I think that we don't often know what we're doing when we pray. We don't know um, what effect it's going to have, if anyone's going to hear it, if it's going to move us in any way. And that's particularly interesting to me because earlier this year, um, over the summer, I sent out a spirituality survey to the youth um, uh, uh, in an email, and I asked them a lot of questions just to kind of gauge um, what their spiritual life is like right now and what they're uh, experiencing. And I left a lot of space for youth to be um, in a state of disbelief, which I think is common in, uh, with young people. Um, but one of the questions I asked was, how often do you pray? And I said, I, you know, it was a checklist. Never, every day, uh, only at church, only during Lent, those kinds of things. Um, and it was shocking to me that I got some feedback from the parents that was, uh, a little bit anxious. Why would you ask our kids that? Why would you, that doesn't seem like um, something that it feels uncomfortable to answer. And that just, it's an example of the anxiety uh, and even shame that comes up when we're thinking about prayer. I think for myself, um, I know that when we pray for the world and the prayers of the people every Sunday, if there's something uh, that's happened in the world that I, didn't know about because I hadn't seen it on the news. I feel this like deep shame and also this uh, 
it's unclear. What, are we, what am I supposed to do? What does it mean to pray? <laughs> oh, do yes, we want to do that? Sure. Here, I'll give you this back. This is, we're also modeling other things here about working with things when they don't go right. So thank, thank you, you Nathaniel. Nathaniel. Hello. Oh, there we wow. Go. There we go. Okay. Um, there's a shame that comes up for me when I don't know what's happened in the world already. Um, and then that's confusing because I know that I'm not powerful, and yet I also feel a responsibility to the people in the world that um, there should be some way uh, to acknowledge other, like suffering that's happening other places or even here. And I think, I think that's the tension that we feel about prayer. We're not sure if it has any effect at all, and also we feel this, I mean, from what Jesus says, if the squeaky wheel gets the crease, then we feel a responsibility to um, do something. It's just a tense, um, it, there's just tension there, yeah. And I think where the powerlessness leads often that we feel when we pray, if we even get over the hurdles of shame about not praying, <laughs> where it leads um, can be a sense of discouragement. Mm -hmm. And I think this, is off, this happens all the time in scripture. And it happens in this parable where at the end of it, Jesus uses the unjust judge as a kind of foil for God and says how God will not delay in bringing justice to his chosen ones. Mm -hmm. And as hearers of that, um, it can be really hard not to lose heart, which is how this, the parable began. Um, because it doesn't take us much imagination to think of the times when we have prayed and we've prayed for justice or we've prayed for health and God has delayed, at least it appears that God has delayed. Um, and, and all of this actually, it ties in the other sort of theme of this parable along with prayer is a theme of justice. In an eight verse parable, Jesus says the word justice four times. So I wonder if you want to sort of take us into the justice element of prayer and where that goes. Well, it's really tricky. I mean, I think, again, uh, about the prayers of the people when we pray for things that have happened in the world that maybe are not, um, where, where things aren't okay. Where we're, um, and we lift up our prayers and we don't know where they go mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and what happens to it. Um, I also... I didn't say this to you in another in um, the other sermons, but I, I think about um, one of my favorite priests and mentors who says that uh, justice isn't the Christian virtue, that mm. grace is, mm. and that opens it up even more for me. If we're if we're looking, um, if we're praying for justice, maybe we're praying for the wrong thing, but mm. I don't want to send us on a tangent. I won't say the, the next thing. Yeah, I, I like that. <laughs> and I think we often get ourselves sort of in knots when mm -hmm. we think of the Christian dot, like uh, virtue of justice as something that Jesus is calling us to. Mm -hmm. It can often collide with our political world, yes. especially in the era we live in now. And then we find ourselves um, really powerless yes. as we're coming against all those, the, the, what we thought was the virtue of justice, perhaps actually needing to be reframed as grace. Right. And I mean, powerlessness is the thing that can, that makes this connection. That's when we need to pray the most, when mm. we feel powerless. Oh, thank you, Nancy. I, <laughs> <laughs> that's when we need to pray the most is when we feel powerless, when we feel like um, there's nothing that we can do. And prayer is 
the only answer. And mm -hmm. I mean, again, it comes back to the efficacy thing. It's scary if that's the only answer to mm -hmm. get justice, especially when it moves slowly. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, it makes me think of the, there's a famous prayer, trust in the slow work of God. Mm. And I, that often is so hard not to pray that and sound like tone deaf mm -hmm. to the suffering that is present. Yes. Um, and yet maybe that is prayers trusting in the slow work of God, even though we're like, God, you're definitely delaying here. Yeah. <laughs> Which I think connects us to uh, this other ministry that you and I have done together, um, which is the Racial Justice um, Working Group. Um, for the past, what, five or so years at St. Paul's, um, we've been learning a lot about racial justice. We've had speakers and um, hosted Sacred Ground, the Episcopal curriculum on um, race reconciliation. And so we thought, let's move forward and do the next step. We have work to do here. Um, and it's been uh, it's been challenging. Jesse said in the other sermons, if you haven't heard about the Racial Justice Working Group, that's not an accident. <laughs> we've been having a really hard time. It's been a struggle. And I think what we've learned along the way is that um, this is not work that we can just jump into without being prayerful and contemplative, without taking our time and waiting for what was it, God's? The slow work of the God. The slow work of God. We've been rushing in this work, mm -hmm. and um, it hasn't felt right. And I, I, Lauren has often reminded us, this is a group of about 15 or so parishioners doing this racial justice um, ministry together, and we may have started with prayer, I believe we did, mm -hmm. but then if you don't keep up with prayer, as Jesus says, pray always. He doesn't say, like, pray till you figure out what to do next, yes. um, but pray always. We, we haven't really taken that to heart as much, mm -hmm. um, and so often I think we do that in our personal lives as well. Yes. Um, we seek God at particular moments. Right, <laughs> right, in those moments of desperation, and then we let go, mm -hmm. and I feel like... I, I loved what you said before that in, uh, I'm just at, in, um, in other interpretations of this mm -hmm. parable, um, the widow, this vulnerable widow is actually God seeking us, a relationship with us to continue, mm -hmm. continually return just, just to the conversation. And mm -hmm. I, I mean, when we think about uh, the ways that things go poorly sometimes when we try to be in control or when we think we're in control. Um, it seems like that's the invitation again from the widow. We've become the unjust judge who is irritated that we have to even mm. um, be in conversation with someone else who would like to help us. Yeah. <laughs> that being God. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and I, this was a parable I feel like I needed right now mm. in my life and in my ministry it was the reminder about powerlessness, mm. the reminder about God's persistence. Mm -hmm. Um, and it really does come back to how Jesus opened. And I think what we take from it today is um, in whatever work we're doing and whatever we are persistently seeking, that we pray always, mm -hmm. that we get through the shame and the fear of it, um, that we pray always. And by doing so, I really believe, and I think you believe as well, that we won't lose heart. Mm -hmm. um, even if we get discouraged, we will maintain some of that persistence of God within us. 
So I, I hope that this um, translates deep into your lives as you meditate on the word throughout this week. And Lauren, thank you for modeling all sorts of things with me this morning uh, in, in this <laughs> sermon and conversation. Thanks, Jesse. Amen. Amen.